0: Resolute Square. There was also maintained what was called an enemy's list, which was rather expensive and continually being updated. Democrats want Republicans dead. Where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody, and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? The women with the least likelihood of getting pregnant are the ones most worried about having abortion. On January sixth of twenty twenty-one, you had tens of thousands of people peacefully protesting. No, it's not right-wing conspiracy. You're stuck, QAnon. It's real. <laughs> I'm Rick Wilson, and this is the Enemies List. My guest today is my good friend Michael Steele. Michael and I have known each other since we were both Republicans back in the day, in the trenches, fighting the uh, fighting the old war. Michael is the host of MSNBC – or the co-host, excuse me, of MSNBC's The Weekend. He's the host of the Michael Steele podcast. Prior to joining MSNBC, he was the lieutenant governor of the great state of Maryland from uh, 03 to 07, if I recall. Uh, chairman of the Republican National Committee from 2009 – to 2012 or 11, end of 11, 11. right? Yeah. Uh, he's also the author of Right Now, a 12-step program for defeating the Obama agenda and, and the co-author of Re- the Recovering Politicians 12-step program to survive crisis.
1: Michael? You can tell, Rick, I like 12-step programs. Uh, everybody likes a
0: 12-step <laughs> program, my friend. Absolutely, do watch The weekend with, with Michael. He's uh, on with Alicia Menendez and Simone Sanders Townsend. It's from 8 to 10 on Saturdays. It is one of the best fastest lightest shows out there they really dive right in and it's it's just a, a must watch i really enjoy it so
1: well i look forward to getting you on my friend i'm, I'm here um, for you
0: you know me you know i, I, I work I the weekend I think, shift
1: <laughs> I, hey look you know i like spice in the morning <laughs> i don't know about everybody else i have bloody mary's with old Bay, so you know i'm ready
0: that's that's some oh, OG maryland it. right there
1: that's it right there <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Michael, again, thank you com- for coming on the show today. We're going to rat- rat-a-tat-tat through about a half an hour of what I am calling the GOP's worst week in ages, because Amen. I think this has been a cataclysmically crappy week for the Republican Party, and I, I want to walk through with you what I see as some of the big the big, you know, down notes here. First off, the collapse in the House of Mike Johnson's leadership on the House side with the Mayorkas impeachment and the, and the meltdown over immigration, uh, what do you think this guy's life expectancy is over there at this point? Because it seems like nobody's – he's got no allies left.
1: He's got no allies. And here's the thing. He had no allies going in. Uh, I, I, think, I think Mike Johnson um, served a useful purpose at the time. Uh, they, you know, Gates uh, was successful in ousting uh, McCarthy. There was no plan for a post-McCarthy era, as we saw from the number of flailings that were involved in trying to pick someone. When you are the seventh, eighth choice down the line, you ain't bringing nothing to the table that anybody really wants. So at the end of the day, on a, in a good moment, you're a functional manager. And in the moment that you that we saw this this week with the the votes on Majorca and the votes on other matters that the you can't even manage, you don't go to the floor if you're the speaker without your votes. That is, I'm sorry, that's kind of like the rule of the job. Uh, yep. <laughs> You don't, You just don't go without the votes. And the fact that he did said to me a couple of things, Rick, and I'd be curious what you what your take is on what I'm what I'm thinking here. One that um, he said, F it, yeah. You know what? I, I just don't. I, I'm not. This is. I'm in a. Uh, this is my Kobayashi Maru. Right. 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 This the unsolvable uh, problem. <laughs> the unsolvable problem. And and the unsolvable problem he faced was. I don't have the votes, and if if it to to impeach my Orca's, and I don't have the means to twist the arms to get those votes to impeach my Orca's, and it, so why don't I just push this out there and let those two or three Republicans who want to say no, that's on their ass, not on me. But hey. Yeah, you may save yourself some space, some face in the caucus by exposing two Republicans that everyone wants to beat up on inside the caucus. But the country now looks at you as they always perceived you as weak. The other choices he had were, again, equally um, not good. And so for, so for someone like him um, to to not push the vote to the floor meant, without doubt, there would have been a call to vacate the chair within 24 hours.
0: That kill switch that that McCarthy agreed to is still there, and Matt or Marjorie or or any one of the crazies, or even the ones that don't pretend, uh, pretend they're not the crazies, like Elise, who want to you know, get in with Trump, any one of them can pop that that button at any time, and it leaves Johnson. I, I mean, I, I don't think, and I'm talking about even like in like the the post Gingrich like. The the five second speakership of Bob Livingston days. We've had a weaker speaker of the House in my lifetime. I mean, it just doesn't. It doesn't. And it, it. It like you just said in the beginning, you don't go to the floor. I was talking to Zerlina Maxwell on her show yesterday, and I was like, Nancy Pelosi would have known every single person's vote. Who needed to be told what? What? Who needed what to push them a little harder? Who was in the pocket? Who was good to go? Uh, who would who would bring in other people? I mean, and this guy just—it's like—and I know they don't really want to govern. That's obvious right now, and so so that idea that they're not going to govern makes it makes it even more apparent that there's just no that they're they're always watching over one shoulder for Trump. They're always watching over one shoulder. You know, he's afraid of saying the wrong word to anybody, and Trump gets on. True social and says, weak Mike Johnson must go. You're right, and it,
1: and it's all over. And look, look, I, I I'm a God fearing man, and and you know I appreciate other God fearing men, but this idea that you know you you have wrapped yourself uh, so much uh, with the Bible and so much with the MAGA mm-hmm. movement and so many other things that have weighted down your speakership. Before you even began, you you take away your credibility, and so at critical moments where you make rightly make the the point about a, someone like a Nancy Pelosi, she doesn't she's not weighted down by those things because they are self evident about her leadership. They 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 know her her religious background, and they know she doesn't govern from that position. When you govern from those, those types of position, you begin to alienate, I think, in many respects, members of your caucus in a way that you otherwise wouldn't. And I, and I think for a lot of folks looking at someone like Mike Johnson, he went into the game weak, became weaker uh, in the process, and and as a consequence, didn't have the wherewithal to muster the votes. He couldn't go back. And whipsaw someone, he couldn't threaten them appropriately. He could not leverage their vote for something else because of how he is so positioned himself um, in such a in such a manner that people just didn't find him credible, and that was reflected in uh, the massive losses of votes that he uh, in, lo- in votes that he took this week.
0: Let me tell you, there's a surefire way to wake up feeling fresh after a night out on the town with some, some drinks or some wine, and it's Zbiotics. biotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into this toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. z produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. Just remember to make Z-Biotics your first drink of the night, drink responsibly, and you'll feel your best tomorrow. Look, folks, you know I always tell it to you straight. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then we had a big dinner one night we were planning to go to with a bunch of friends, and I knew there would be several bottles of wine at that meal. So I gave it a shot, and believe me, it's the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com Wilson to get 15% off your first order when you use Wilson at checkout. Zbiotics is backed with a 100% money-back guarantee, so if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, head to zbiotics.com Wilson and use the code Wilson at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. It seems like the one thing he's good at so far is blocking aid to Ukraine in the House and blocking a border bill from going forward. Um, And I wanted to jump to the, the next thing in the House. Uh, And then we'll get off. We'll get out of that. That particular ditch. The biggest failure, I thought it was. This is a a party that says we're going to impeach Joe Biden. We're going to impeach Joe Biden. We're going to take this case to the American people and impeach Joe Biden. And to prove we can do it, we're going to impeach the DHS secretary who we claim is doing a terrible job. How'd right. that work out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good day at the office. Good day at the office. Pass the donuts. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, it,
1: there is no, there is no room there for error when you. And look, it, let's just be honest. This, this using um, impeachment as a weapon against your political opponents in um, each of the impeachment cases brought against a prior presidents including Donald Trump twice there've been legitimate nexus a legitimate nexus made to that ever-present and important clause uh, within the the constitution that allows for impeachment around uh, a violation of the rule of law a violation uh, you know coming with you know high crimes and misdemeanors the the constitution's very explicit about that um, and so bringing that, that, you know, evidence now, whether or not the Senate wants to convict on that is a different question, but in each of the impeachment cases, high crimes and misdemeanor, the high crimes and misdemeanor standard has been met right in judges that the, that the uh, house uh, impeaches and have it over the history of this country as recently as last year. Um, again, have met the constitutional standard when you have republicans go to the house floor and say we have not met the burden and then expect them to turn around and vote to impeach it, it again it just it's, it's it's a level of arrogance but most importantly it's disrespect for the members themselves because you don't you don't value the oath that they themselves took like you.
0: Now, I, I want to jump, Michael, over to the other body briefly where the Putin caucus is gaining oh power. It looks like Mitch McConnell, who was one of the last uh, – I love Mitch or hate him. He was sort of one of the last guys standing um, yeah. uh, against this new tidal wave of pro-Putin – Anti-American sentiment from J.D. Vance and Ted Cruz and John Cornyn and 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 Josh Hawley and Tom Cotton and the rest of these idiots. It looks to me like they're staking everything, also on that that caucus on blocking aid to Ukraine. Everything else seems to be secondary at this point.
1: They they are. It is it is a, a national embarrassment from my view. And I, and I ask the question, and I ask it legitimately. Has Mitch McConnell checked out? as he as he decided he's done
0: what do you think and i, I kind of think i, I think, think i don't see
1: i don't i think he runs out the, the rest of his term but i don't see him coming back i think yeah i think that's right you know i'm not a doctor i can just objectively observe an individual's behavior just as just as everyone objectively speaks on Don, uh, on uh joe biden's health and in his uh situation and relative to his age my sense that Uh, is that he has checked out the way he's capitulated on something so fundamentally important to him. And I know it's fundamentally important to him that touches on the national security of not just uh, the United States, but our global partners, because that reinforces our national security. Right. (laughs) You know, call me crazy. (laughs) Josh Hawley, you know they are connected. You know Ted Cruz, you went to Harvard. You went, you guys went to Harvard and Yale. What you guys don't know how geopolitical things work. Right. The the, the, the
0: meritocracy seems to be failing us with these guys.
1: Yes, very much so. Very much so. You know Harvard and Yale are looking for their degrees back <laughs> at this point because it's ludicrous, and they and they they are themselves jokes because they capitulate to a man who does could not tell you where Ukraine is on a map, if you showed him Ukraine on the map and said this is Ukraine, he would not understand what you're talking about. Correct. That's who they're following yep. here um, instead of rightly lining the aligning themselves with the rule of law globally mm-hmm. that you don't just go roll up on somebody else's country, and think you're going to take them out?
0: Yeah, call me, call me crazy that that that, that in a, a country that's our ally, um, right, Is is somehow that you're just going to like walk away from that?
1: Yeah, and they, and they're prepared to do it. You got you know Tucker. I'm I'm Putin's uh, communications director. Uh, you know Carlson over there doing interviews. With Vladimir Putin, these guys are, are applauding that they're not, you know, askance at the fact that you know this is happening at the same time we're engaged in this battle. So the 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 Putin PR machine is at work in terms of communication. And the Putin, uh, you know, geopolitical program is being upheld by members of our United States Senate, and it was very disappointing to see Mitch McConnell come to the mics and basically say, "I give up, yeah, you win, Putin, you can have Ukraine. If you want anything else, to the table's yours, just run." Right, it. right. And and I, and I I think there's got to be uh, in this election cycle a reckoning for that because I'm just telling y'all. If Putin gets his way here and he's able to roll through Ukraine uh, and collapse that government, you know Poland's next. You know a whole host of other folks are next. And if Donald Trump is sitting in the White House, Article 5 will mean nothing. It will mean nothing. He will not come to the defense of Poland. He will not come to the defense of NATO countries and allies. He will stand with Putin and, um, you know... That World War III crap that he 's talking about now, and again, with Donald Trump, everything is projection mm-hmm. um, becomes becomes a reality because it will happen because of his failures, not because of anything Joe Biden is trying to do right now to prevent Putin from emasculating europe
0: i 'm starting to see some in some of our polling at Lincoln and elsewhere that republicans are 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 losing one of the most fundamental parts of what the party's image was for a long time, which was national security yeah and, and they're starting to slip on that and and again, I think this is just like I mean such a Rick, Democrats are hawks uh, when it comes to ukraine i, I that's what blows <sighs> me away is that we're now at a point where the Democrats are to the right of Republicans on a national security issue. That is a easy lift. This isn't like Iraq. This isn't something no. complicated. This is good versus evil. This is not <laughs> Afghanistan. This is not Vietnam. This is good versus evil. This is this is like the consequences of failure are so high that even a lot we're calling them in, inside Lincoln Project in our polling shop the Red Dawn conservatives and they're out there where these are people like us who grew up when Russia was the enemy and and when russia does russia shit the response is not donald trump's response of like i like how strong he is it's what the hell is this <laughs> right <laughs> what and, and 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 after what the hell is this is back up mofo right <laughs> so so yeah it's just like uh, it's one more piece of this mosaic of this un- unbelievably terrible week for these guys I'm going to ask you a question now. That you are one of the only people in the world who can answer it in the in, in, with knowledge and background, mm-hmm. as a former chairman of the Republican Party, <laughs> watching Ronna Romney. <clears throat> she'll pick that name back up any minute now. McDaniel yeah. collapse as party chairman and and resign this week. I mean, walk me through. What happens to the party, which is broke right now? You had your you you raise a ass ton of money, one seats for the party. Rana has not had that advantage. They're broke. They're trying to get a credit line right now. What is it that? Where does that? Where does that go? Especially now that there's going to be like a Trump sycophant of some kind, like Laura, yeah, Laura Trump, and put in the job.
1: Well, so th- what we witnessed this week with Rana's resignation is the uh, complete takeover of the G- of the GOP by Mott. It is now complete. That takeover is complete. Um, the individuals that are being considered uh, are talked about for the position which Donald Trump will heavily influence, will heavily influence who the next chair will be. Will be all in MAGA. Will be um, a complete sycophant for Trump, uh, who will turn over operationally, uh, financially, and otherwise control to Trump's uh, orbit, whether Trump is in the White House or not. So uh, let's just be clear. About that should where, really where scare him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's let's just be clear. Whether Trump's in the White House or not, where this goes. So this this process of her uh elimination was in- inevitable. Um it was ordained not by anything other than Donald Trump himself. Every useful idiot is useful until he no longer sees their their value. She has lost value for him uh because of the narratives that have emerged around her leadership and her and her um, it, it's not about, obviously it wasn't about losing elections. Hell, she's been doing that since she's taken over the job. <laughs> right. So that wasn't, that wasn't the thing. Um, she padded the the numbers and took care of the dollars that he needed to pay his legal bills. Maybe she spent too much on flowers. What was the tipping point? Well, I think the tipping point was the fact that Donald Trump, uh, again, found that, She could not serve the purposes within the organization that he needed served because of the concern that was bubbling up among the members around her. So he doesn't need he doesn't want the distraction. He doesn't need the distraction. He wants it to be seamless, seamlessly operated. The fact that they're sitting there with eight million dollars. Why is that? Because all the money is going to Trump. It's not coming into the building. $50
0: $50 million between the RNC and, and the Trump campaign, or the Trump right.
1: Well, and I think it's important to note, Rick, it's the same issue that the Democrats had with Obama, with Obama for America. A lot of mm-hmm. money was diverted from the DNC to Obama for America, which frustrated the hell out of the Democratic chairman at the time. Because it made it very difficult for them to raise money going into important election cycles. But they were able to manage and still win the elections they needed that has not been the narrative here for for rana um, and it's not been the the narrative for the party and be honest with it it doesn't matter who the chairman is at no, this no, point
0: really not i mean because
1: they they they're not going to win the elections the house i predict or here with you today is gone i think so i think i think the senate um, despite what it says on paper has now objectively become in play i think that's right and i right. think the democrats have a real chance uh, to not only hold the Senate, but pick up a seat or two in the process, because the narratives that are going to spring up in in Senate, which are Senate races, which are statewide races, are going to be uh, the prevailing narrative is going to be around abortion, which benefits uh, the Democrats. It's going to be around uh, Ukraine, which, again, benefits the Democrats. And it's going to be around get get the irony of this, Rick, the boy. <laughs>
0: That, yes, yes, indeed. That that is that is. You know, it's funny. I, I was I talked to two U.S. senators. I texted with two U.S. senators today. One Democrat, one Republican, and the reaction to the collapse of the border negotiations. It, both of them were like, "I can't believe these guys don't get what they've done." Especially, you know, you look at Cruz and Cornyn in Texas, great Houston chronicle our, our article yesterday about it these two guys thousands of times went out in front of the cameras and said i need a border bill and the, the things i need in the border bill are this and this and this and this border bill had all of those things everything they wanted and frankly more than they'd ever been able to get before and what happened both of them led and whipped people against the border bill because they want to stay and go with trump it's unbelievable
1: yeah and they deserve what comes from this. And so I, 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 I again declare with you on this show uh, that any and everything that happens at the border from this moment forward rests solely, squarely, and only at the feet of Republicans, not Joe Biden. You can, you can, you can bring up all the shit you want about Joe Biden for the last three years. What he didn't do on the border. And you'd be correct, but it doesn't matter because Joe Biden got behind the bill that would have given the Republicans everything they wanted. And they said, hell no, we don't want we don't want to take the win. So guess what? That says to me, you are willing to take responsibility then for everything that happens, because the bill that would have had an impact not six
0: months from now, Rick, immediately, it would have immediately immediately given the president the powers They demanded to shut down the border that that Biden agreed to use. It it never ceases to amaze me how like recursively self-destructive these guys have become in all this. I mean, I put out an ad yesterday. I'm referring to him now as Don Coyote. Now, a friend of mine sent me that idea. I stole that idea, but I'm using the hell out of it now because really what you have is Donald Trump siding with the cartels, the coyotes, the child smugglers, the fentanyl smugglers, all these people that they claim are an immediate right now national security threat. This very second, we have to do something now. They're like, no, no, we can wait. We can wait. And, and as the, as the, Republican senator I communicated with last night said to me, don't they understand that they will never get a better bill? Nope. They will never in the history of ever be a better bill. Nope. They will never. The Democrats now will be like, go fuck yourself.
1: No. Yep. Absolutely. We're we're not
0: playing your game. We're not doing this. That's it. It's done. Nope. You tried. tried. We tried. We tried to help you. And the next bill, the next bill
1: that does come along, if the Democrats have a majority in both the Senate and the House, will be nowhere near uh, anything like this, as you said. And their ability uh, to control that narrative is gone. I don't want to hear a Republican, an elected office anywhere, say anything about the border. You have silenced yourself as. Uh, as having anything to say at this point because you you had the you had the the golden egg the the golden (laughs) the brass ring
0: you had everything you could have asked for
1: everything you could have asked for right there you had the the far left dangerous democratic president as you referred to joe biden give you what you want and And you 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 walked away
0: from it and said oh no no this isn't good enough for us
1: so you don't get to say anything about uh, uh, the border, which, again, is why I put that in in
0: the third bucket. No, I, I think that's for, right. And, for and, look, and, for you're, you're, and Michael, you're a guy who understands how to go out and look at a state, look at a district, and say oh. – and you're right. That map Mitch McConnell had coming up this year was really good. There's no debating how good that map was if they hadn't decided to be stupid. And I, I think you're right. The House is – the, the the biden 18 districts those people are they know that their days are numbered i think yeah, they're, they they do i think that they do. i think I'm, those people are probably going to lose more than half those seats
1: yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, absolutely, the first real test is going to be um, the upstate uh, New York, uh,
0: the Swazi uh, race. Yeah,
1: and that that'll be the first test. Yeah, the numbers are tight, but I think that's not reflective of how the how the vote's going to go um, at this point. Uh, I, I just don't. Th- I think that's just, that district um, is is a D plus district. So I, I think the Democrats are more more than m- uh, most motivated to turn out. Uh, And I think you're going to see that across the country um, in a number of ways. Uh, And I think as various narratives improve, Rick, on the economy, uh, continued, I think, inside pressure on Benjamin Netanyahu and the hard right in Israel uh, to deal with the truth of a two-state solution um, in the Israeli-Palestinian question, uh, as well as, um, and I agree with Hillary Clinton. Oh my God, that's a, that's a clip. That's <laughs> Uh-oh. Gonna be now you're going to have
0: a million trolls. He
1: agrees with Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Hillary Clinton appeared on our air, uh, last night. Uh, and, 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 and I, I agree with her. I think the, the, um, Ukrainian, uh, funding bill, uh, measure will pass um, the Senate and will ultimately pass the House because the political damage is so great at this point; um, they can't afford to add more to it. I mean, at some point, you have to stop the bleeding, and and the rationale is going to come that this begin begin to help us do that. Um, and I think the pre- I think I think the reality of of what what the spring will look like. Um, for Ukraine, absent that, oh, it's, um, it's, becomes becomes it's, hard. It's
0: very bad. Well, listen, Michael, I uh, you and I could talk all damn day, and folks, we do we, we know, do talk all damn day. Uh, no, no. <laughs> but um, I want to <laughs> thank do. you so much, Michael, for coming on the Enemies List today, as always. Uh, folks, tune into Michael's show on Saturdays on I- MSNBC. You can catch him on their air, on his podcast, excellent podcast. Uh, Man about town, as I like to say. Thank you again, my friend. I will talk to you again later. Anytime. Thanks again for listening to the enemies list.